In My Mug, episode 295 on Monday the 28th of April 2014. I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug and welcome to the news. So, let's get on with the news. Mistake alert. Last week's In My Mug was the Tanzania Burka Bourbon Natural. The coffee you received was the Tanzania Burka Bourbon Natural. The coffee I was tasting wasn't the Tanzanian Burka Bourbon Natural, uh, but in fact it was the Catimore. I'm kind of pleasing myself though, because tasting it, I was thinking, this is licorice more than Black Forest Gatto that I've put in the cup in notes. And I went with my mouth and not my head, which is probably the smarter part of me, to be honest. Um, but yes, I am very sorry, got mixed up. Thank you to those who pointed out to me uh, that the cuppy notes didn't match what I was drinking. I didn't even think about it until you lot started emailing me. So um, yeah, you got the Bourbon Natural, which was the black cherry, which I've been drinking today and was the black cherry. I also told you last week that I, we were going to do a natural today and I told you a big lie. Uh, I changed my mind uh, and I've decided that we're going to do the Tanzania Burka Watch. But <laughs> what are you going to do about that? And that was the news! Um, yeah, I guess that is the way it's going to be. So we should get to focus on. And you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about naturals and I showed you the natural video instead of me kind of wittering on about it. Well, as I said, I've decided we're going to do the wash this week. So here's over to the washed video and focus on. Hello, and welcome to the first in our series of coffee processing videos. Today we're going to be looking at washed coffee. Cherries are collected and put into floating water to sort the ripes and unripes. Unripe or bad coffee will float to the top. They are fed into the depulping machine where the outer part of the cherry is removed and the seed comes out and is moved by water. The water and coffee moves along channels into a large water tank. Any coffee that floats at this stage will be removed. The coffee is left in water for between 8 and 50 hours depending on the country, temperature and local processes to remove the mucilage that is stuck to the seed after the cherry is removed. Once the coffee is taken out of the tanks, it's taken to either concrete patios or to dry on Indian raised beds in the sun. Most specialty coffee will be dried like this, but sometimes mechanical dryers are used. A combination of the two can happen too. The seed will be dried to a moisture content of between 10 and 12%. This is washed coffee. But some countries will go through the process and not leave the coffee immersed in water, but will use mechanical scrubbers to remove the mucilage. This was first done in places where water was in short supply and happens a lot in Colombia, Bolivia and Costa Rica but is also used in many other places. These machines use only 1 40th of the amount of water traditionally used. The other advantage of this new method is that it reduces the contamination of other water sources. And that's it, washed coffee. So I like doing the focuses on where they're videos. I love those videos. If you want to go and find them, if you go to resources on the hasbeen.co.uk um, and they're, they're all there, there's a link on the screen now to them. Um, it is, um, it really kind of like, 
it's difficult to get your head around processing and the differences it makes. And I think those videos do an excellent job uh, of showing that. Now, the coffee we did last week was the natural from Burka. This is uh, the Burka washed. Um, so if you watched last week's in my mug, you may want to fast forward through to the tasting bit because I'm going to tell you lots of the same things. Uh, but this coffee basically comes from Arusha, uh, from the uh, Armunru district of northern Tanzania on the lower slopes of Mount Meru um, and uh, in the shadow of Kilimanjaro. Um, Arusha town centre used to be eight kilometres from the estates. But in recent years, with the way that the farm has grown, um, it's actually expanded right to the borders, and I'll show you that on the map bit in a moment. Um, it's really interesting to see how urban sprawl kind of changes uh, over the years, and particularly in these countries where planning laws aren't quite so strict and stuff. Really interesting. Um, same happened at um, uh, Guatemala, El Bosque. So. Burka was founded in 1899 by a German settler uh, called Mr. Rahan. Um, he decided to plant coffee and sell it back to his native Germany. Uh, Burka covers 1,437 acres, of which 870 acres are dedicated to coffee. Um, there is also the neighbouring estate, Silian, which is owned by the same group. Um, the estates have around about 200 permanent staff and 200 casual daily staff. Although at the peak of the harvest, that can be up to 5,000 people on the farm, picking, processing, and looking after the husbandry of the farm, um, all of the things that need to be done. Uh, all of the permanent staff are provided with housing. Uh, on the estate, there are uh, four different camps. Um, and I think the feeling I get from this farm is really important that the, they pay well, but also look after the staff. So they pay 20% above the minimum, uh, minimum wage. Um, that's required by the government, but they also have like a social security and labor union, um, which is included in <clears throat> in their pay uh, setup. Uh, they also have credit unions on the on the on the estate, so basically people don't have to go to loan sharks. They can go to places where it would be much more controlled and and, and above board and, and 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 reasonably priced. They also have health and education services. Um, they have their own nursery, uh, which educates around about a hundred children, and two primary schools, which educates over six hundred children, um, all from people on the estate but also people outside the estate are allowed to send their children there as well so I thought that was pretty cool that they're able to do that. Um, the healthcare on the estate has a nurse and it has a pharmacy um, and is available to all staff um, be them uh, temporary or uh, permanent workers. Um, they have their own ambulance, they have their own shops, they have their own sporting facilities, their own church, their own mosque. Um, they have uh, regular interstate football games against each other and netball games and barbecues and get-togethers. Um, and I don't know, they just get a really warm, gushy feeling inside when I kind of read about this place and hear from people who visited there. Um, I haven't visited. It's somewhere I would really, really like to go to. And uh, I think I'm definitely going to sit down and, and talk to the importers about maybe visiting there later on in the year. Um, there's just something about this place that sounds really interesting. And also I'd love to see Kilimanjaro as well. So it would be cool. Um, so as I said on the Focus On, and as I said at the start, this is a washed coffee. Um, and this is what they used to do on the farm. This is what they always do. Um, I cannot wait to dive in and taste this coffee because I know how delicious it is. Uh, but before we do that, we have to go, Mr. Roland Glue, could you tell us your daft fact of the week? In Tanzania, over 120 languages are spoken. Interesting, yes?
Interesting, yes, Roland. We are interested. Um, time for the map bit, a recycled map bit, because nothing's changed from the natural to the washed. So here's last week's map bit. I miss my song. I'm going to sing it now while this is going up. It's the map bit. No expense, man. Which is a lie, because there's loads of expense spent now on all these flashy graphics. But there we are up to the earth, and we are going south, and we're going to Africa. The huge, massive, monstrosity large uh, Africa. And we're going down to the very large Tanzania, um, which looks quite bare, because we don't have many Tanzanian coffees and haven't. But Tanzania has the largest concentration of wild animals per square kilometre than anywhere else. I think it's, I, I read like 4,000 like different types of animal, it's crazy. It's, so we're going down here, and this is the farm. So Berka is below, uh, and Selena is there. But look, so that is Mount Muru, and just in the far background, um, we'll, we'll go back there in a minute, which is the Kilimanjaro. He's 5,895 metres. Um, at the lowest point is the Indian Ocean. So we can, uh, let's go up to that highest point, I think. Let's whiz around this. Look at the So that's Muru there, and you can see the farm still. So that's the very top. But then if we just take a jump back, that is the top of Kilimanjaro, and that is, uh, you still see the farms just in the distance there. It's absolutely gorgeous that you can see the farms from Kilimanjaro. And just have a look at Kilimanjaro, you can see, there it is just in the background. And you are amongst the trees at that point. So there's a, an, another upward view down to the farm again. So Berka is the bottom part, and Selena is the top part, and that was the map bit. It's one that I am more than happy to recycle, because... Um it's just a really good one. It's good to have that kind of amount of detail and stuff. So I'm going to whack you on pause. I'm going to go make tasty and delicious drinks and I'll be back with you in just a second. And we're back and we're going to dive straight into the espresso. So the first thing for me about the espresso is it is super clean, but really juicy as well. Kind of like that um, green apple kind of like sharpness to it a little bit of a white sugar sweetness there as well we shall dive into milk now I think it gets lost a little in the milk I don't think it's um, I'm going to start this going actually because that'll take me a little while it's going to be about time yeah in the milk it kind of loses a little bit of that um, distinctness that the milk really just dominates um, it's a delicate little flower of an espresso and yeah, the milk's kind of wiped it out a bit for me. Okay, so I'm going to stop that there because I'll be here all day otherwise and we'll take what we've got. So uh, using the Clever Dripper, don't know why, nothing clever about the Clever Dripper. Um, got my Sinclair C5 mug. Thank you. I think Simon, Simon, Simon G sent me this, so thank you. That for me is perfect. That is where it really comes alive. And it's just like sparkling white grape juice. Um, it really is just so clean, so sharp, delicious coffee, real winner. Um, very different to the natural and just shows what processing does to a coffee uh, in the cup. Okay, I think we are done there. Um, I'm going to take this with me. Um, thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, 
Life is definitely too short for bad coffee.